Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker. The pro wrestling world is currently on fire. And so we've got you covered five days a week on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Every Monday and Thursday, hang out with me and Kaz on the Masked Man Show. And this is Peter Rosenberg, the host of Cheap Heat. Join me and my guys, Stack Guy Greg and Dipperstein, on Tuesdays and Fridays. We talk wrestling, we have bagel breakdowns, mage interviews, and so much more. And Ben Cruz here. Come kick it with me, Cal, and Brian on Wednesday Worldwide, where we hit the most interesting headlines and even react to some of Mass Man's, Cheap Heats, or even your hottest takes. Don't tap out, tap in to the Ringer Wrestling Show feed, now on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay mage, everyone. Worldwide. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or statement of satisfaction by a client. Welcome back to the Rostradamus Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. Coming off a big week. You know, we were in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Ringer Wise Guys did a couple shows out there for FanDuel Sportsbook. Myself, Cousin Sal, John Jaskrimski, and Joe House. I know he was in the buffet. Couldn't make it to Vegas, but we had a great time. We did cash those tickets on the Kansas City Chiefs. 10-1 to to win the Super Bowl and plus 460 to win the AFC. It's a good closeout to the year. But we're back with the Roger Diamond Show. We moved from Monday to Friday for the rest of the year. A lot of good NBA games come on Friday. Obviously, we are at the NBA All-Star break. But we got a special, special, best special guest in the building. We got my main man. You can see him on MSG Networks. Alex, Moneyline, Monaco, what's good? How you feeling? Raheem, my man, fired up to be with you. Dude. I, I love seeing all the success. It's well-deserved. You're one of the best in the space. A true pro's pro. You know, as they would say, your, your favorite quarterbacks, favorite, you know, favorite player out there, man. You're crushing it. I, I oh, love seeing man, you, you, you gassing me up right now. You hey, gassing me up right now. I was all over the Chiefs with you, baby. I was all about it. I couldn't believe they were 10-1 to 1 to win the, the AFC before the tournament. Just unbelievable value across the board and got lucky on the under 47 and a half, but I went 6-2 and two across eight Super Bowl picks. I'll take that all day with a little, little plus 225 on Purple Gatorade. That's what I'm talking about right there. Shoot, you killed it. I Like, for me, I was looking at Harrison Bucker. That was a guy whose props I isolated heavily. I had the over one and a half field goal attempts. I had the over seven and a half made points. So it was a good Super Bowl for me, and I'm glad it was one for you. But I had to get you on this show because, I mean, your energy is second to none in this <laughs> business. And there's no better way to talk about the second half of the season than to talk about it with you. So... Let's talk about the, the NBA MVP award. You got Nikola Jokic, minus 140. Shaq Yogler's Alexander, plus 210. The straw poll came out the other day. What is your thoughts on this MVP award? Does anybody else have a chance of winning this? I'm screaming from the rafters, Rakeem. Where the real Knicks fans up at the garden kick it to take Luka Doncic. And I sprinkle on him at 18 to 1. When I finally convinced myself he's down to 12 to 1, pending where you shot. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the mid trade deadline acquisition of Gafford and PJ Washington. They got better. 
38 and 8, Raheem. I mean, we can go a couple different ways with this. The numbers are clearly there because what he's averaging and if he continues to average this number, only Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, Russell Westbrook, and Luka have done these numbers, not to mention the most efficient 71-point piece in the history of the sport 70-plus point outing. But in all seriousness, this is a guy you look at since the rookie of the year, no first place votes. It's I almost triple check my astigmatism that this dude has been in the top 10 MVP voting the last four years and he hasn't won rookie of the year or he hasn't won one, received one first place vote, Raheem. I mean, double digits mm. in triple doubles. Third, I believe, behind Jokic and Sabonis. The numbers are there. He's first in the league in points. But if he gets in that top five, I think, win-loss category or he wins his division, and these numbers maintain, I mean, it's sort of a process of elimination thing. I Giannis is not, to me, going to have the team success necessary to make the case. I think Jokic, yeah, I hate to say he, he's rocking his European mindset here, playing for the playoffs, but he's a fed man. Yeah, I call him the seven-foot mm-hmm. Pillsbury Doughboy, all love, though. He's chilling till the playoffs. Once you win and you're fed times two, it's not about the MVP unless you're your guy, Joel Embiid, I hate to say, the BFG. But I'm looking at Luka, man, and 12-1 to 1 is still value I like. The only person in his way, I believe, would probably be SGA if this OKC team inks the one seed. But I got another bet for you and then another team I like to win the one seed in the West. Interesting. So this is hard for me because when you look historically, you have to win games. And obviously right now the Dallas Mavericks are the seventh seed in the West. but I mean, they're only, what, four games behind the Denver Nuggets for the fourth seed? And you look at, you know, historically, since 1988, I mean, there's only been two, like, three guys who have won the award with less than a two seed. And that's obviously Michael Jordan in 1988. That's Russell Westbrook when he had the MVP, the triple-double season, and then Nikola Jokic a couple years ago. And there's a chance that Dallas could rise up the right rankings. I, I agree with you. P.J. Washington, Daniel Gaffer. But you have a guy in SGA. I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder are second in the West right now. And look, Bill Bill loves um, – I, I spoke to Bill last week, and Bill agrees with you on Luka Doncic. I mean, you can get them 13-1 to 1 at FanDuel Sportsbook right now. But when I saw that straw poll, it looks like Nikola Jokic is first and SGA is second. So it's very difficult for me, but – I think you're making a good bet on Luka if any one of these guys slip. Now, it's just you Raheem, said you have a bet. Six, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, and Luka's he's first in scoring. He's third in dimes. No no knock to SGA. He's not even close to the passer, and he's not even in the top 10 in assists. So how much does five wins on a Thunder team that's far and away more balanced and deeper than the Mavs. In my opinion, you take SGA off the thunder, they could mm-hmm. still potentially find a way into a nine, 10 seed in the West. You take Luca off the Mavs. Oh my goodness. It's Kyrie and Brooklyn with no running mates. It's a big one. And it is a hard thing to watch. I might rather, I might, I might work on my vocabulary, reading the dictionary than watch the Mavs <laughs> with no Luca, man. So yeah, that's where it starts to get interesting. Cause you make a good point. It's such a squished, one through five right now in the West. I mean, if you're four games less, because I don't see the Mavericks getting in the win column past Minnesota, OKC, or LA. I really think the highest ceiling they could get is the four seed, and you do make a good point historically. So it's it's food for thought for sure. So I, I'm glad you mentioned that because you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, they're 37 and 17 right now. And you look at the rookie of the year odds, Victor Wimbiana. It's minus 600 to win this award, and Chet Holmgren is plus 500. Are, are we sure that Chet should be plus 500 right now? You know, this is, see, I got a little, I, got, I get a little, like, for the NBA, it's so much better if Wembenyama wins the award, and I hate to be that guy, but then you start looking mm-hmm. at, the, you start looking at what Wemby's done in the last three weeks. I mean, it's just, it's, it's regronculous, as I like to say. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, what Chet's doing is incredible. And, you know, he's averaging, what, 16 and 7 and a little, you know, around three assists. The blocks are incredible, 2.5 per. But I just, I mean, again, it's it's one of those scenarios where he's on a team. I mean, the Thunder are like a, a, a cool college team, especially now they got Gordon Hayward. It's just like, 
three, four dudes from college that are playing excellent fundamental ball over there. And he's just working in a system, whereas Wemby's playing with what? A bunch of 2K77s. Is there even an 82K overall? Not named Wembenyama on the Spurs. <laughs> That's what I want to know. So I, to me, it's the narrative, but he's putting up the numbers. It, it, I mean, this, this dude's a superstar. Yeah, he, he truly is. And, you know, like, I think back in December, I had Michael Pena on, and he is an actual voter for these awards. And he made the same case that you're making right now, that Victor is playing with a bunch of nobodies. Meanwhile, you have Chet playing with the MVP candidate. So, like, as much as I think, you know, plus 500 is a little bit too much, I think people have already decided that they're going to give Wimbanyama this award. Well, because, yeah, and I Raheem, mean, we, like watched, a- we watched the line movement, even on the futures board day to day, and it was pretty neck and neck, you know, turning the calendar year. And then January is really when Wemby began to separate. I mean, and the Spurs, you know, I mean, from an against the spread standpoint, they're, they're, they're not a terrible thing to not look at, you know, uh, for a guy like you, that's excellent. at picking sides and looking for value, but I mean, goodness gracious, just his last couple games. I mean, he's putting up 20 effortlessly. You start to look at, it, he's got 20 plus and six of the last 10 here, six double doubles, five double doubles. I mean, goodness gracious. I think it's, I think it's a wrap, my friend. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you there as well. I mean, you look at the last couple of games. I mean, this guy shot 60% from three against Miami, um, you know, 50% against Orlando, 50% against Toronto. I mean, he's just absolutely crushing it. I think the, the way to approach this is if you if you already have Wimbiana futures, you can throw a little something on home green just to hedge because, I mean, I mean, if Oklahoma City gets the number one seed and Chet plays in a couple big games and then Victor gets hurt, you know, they could, they, I mean, they could shut them down. So you definitely want to hedge that. But well, Raheem, real quick, let me ask you a professional since you've cashed many futures tickets, not to flip it around and be the host here. One question, though, for betters out there, because you always provide value. You, you help me get better. When on a futures bet like this, let's say you got Wemby at a great number, when do you potentially hedge at, at, at the shop when you're sitting at Chet five to one, et cetera? At what point do you sprinkle a little bit? a tenth of a unit, a fifth of a unit. What's, I, what I think the time you? is now. I think yeah. the time is now just because a lot of times you look at these these markets at the All-Star break and they tend to shift dramatically after the All-Star break. Oh, I yeah. mean, I, I obviously, Victor could go to, you know, minus 1,100 if, I mean, he crushes the next two weeks. But let's just say he gets hurt. And then, you know, Chet is on the number one seeded Oklahoma City Thunder team, and he, he hits a couple game winners. These markets are going to shift. Like, I rem- I never forget when the year when Russell Wels- um, Westbrook won the MVP. Yeah. At the All-Star break, Harton was like minus 250. Wow. And then, you know, a couple of games down the stretch, the, the game where Russell um, Westbrook hit the three over uh, against the Nuggets, a lot of voters were in the building that night and changed their vote. So all it takes is a couple marquee games to change things. So if you already have a good number on on Wimba, it makes sense to come back a little bit with Holmgren just to, you know, hedge and and, and make sure you got a free ticket. Great point. Appreciate you you talking that out. So you said you have a bet on someone to win the number one seed in the conference. What, What was that bet? As long as you give me some face time to talk Knicks to win the East and we don't run out of time. Let me let me lay down who I like because oh you got plenty of time. Okay, Go ahead. okay. I, I want to hear this. No, I mean I think right now, depending where you shop, my shows with BetMGM, but you know, of course, you guys are FanDuel. But T Wolves to be the number one seed in the West is almost two to one plus one ninety ninety five the other day, and I was on the T Wolves plus four and a half Monday night. Number one D versus mm-hmm. number one O, at least twenty twenty four speaking. You know, Western Conference clip show T Wolves. I've watched the T-Wolves enough this year. This is a team that it's almost like the Thunder, the Magic, they, they've been slowly working their way. And then, and you know, this happens, Raheem, in the, NBA, in the NBA, unlike the NFL, where it's, you know, worst to first. You could see, like, right now, I believe the Magic off the Dome are the best cover in the league. It's been the Thunder the last two years. Now that, against the spread top three, starts to turn into wins, losses top, top you know, in in their respective conference, but yada, yada back to the T wolves. If Ant man continues to strive and I believe he just hit, I think he just hit his 20th, 30 plus point game, 20th. 
You got the defensive mm-hmm. player of the year. You got two. And I didn't think the two bigs were going to work. But then you start to go down the roster and, and Jaden McDaniels, a, a true two-way player. Conley, the, the veteran point guard who understands how to facilitate. And then Chris Finch. And a lot of the NBA is fit on teams. That's why I love the Knicks. They know their role. They know what, what players on that team can do well in certain spots and what players cannot. This team's second in points in the paint allowed, first in opponents' field goal percentage. They got the third best net rating in the league. They're 19 and five at home. They're top three on, or excuse me, they're the best road record on the, the road in the West, third best overall at 19 and 11. But if you're the number one defense in a league where 10 dudes in the entire league play defense, three of them are on the Knicks, two of them are on the T Wolves, you got. Almost everything you would need to win playoff series, it's just not a glamorous club, right? I mean, Anthony Edwards is a superstar, in my opinion, as well. An all-star ascending to a superstar status. Can he get there? I don't want to give him that yet. He's got to go prove it in the playoffs. But looking at what they did to the Clippers, I mean, I cannot sit here and make the case for, again, a Fed Nuggets team. A OK, yeah. an OKC team that is, I still believe, maturing and playing above the rim. And I watched them the other night against the Magic. I was a lot of ISO ball. It's part of my problem a little bit with SGA winning MVP. It was him and Jalen Williams going back and forth like your boys Tatum and Brown. His turn, my turn. That's not ideal, beautiful basketball. This T-Wolves team, they pass the ball well. They know who they are. And again, this team's been building and drafting and albeit drafting kind of well. They just, you know, like the Bulls, they just don't really handle their talent that well and, and grow them. This year, though, with Finch, and last thing I'll say on it, who's 14 and two after a loss and 14 and three with a rest advantage, both top five spots in the league. He's also the best third quarter coach in the league. They got the best point margin in the league. So he's making halftime Belichick adjustments and he's getting his teams to rise to the occasion after an L. Something you really, as a day to day NBA better, want to see. And then longevity-wise for the playoffs, if you play real D, you're going to be competitive in the playoffs. Because again, five teams play defense. Why well, I love the Knicks. Why Boston? It's going to be Boston Knicks, ECF, and you know your boss knows it, Raheem. I can't wait, baby. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, you think like, about the T-Wolves? Do I make a decent case? So you're taking the T-Wolves at plus 750 to win the Western no, no, Conference? No, no, no. Or I'm you, sorry. You're you, taking them? I'm taking them to be the one seed. They're going to end. Oh, yeah. They're okay. going to end the regular season as the one seed. See, because they're not going to win the West. No chance they're going to win the West. That whole okay. soliloquy was not for them to win the West. They're taking because they don't have postseason success, and that's my inkling with teams that are unproven, like the Nuggets last year. You have mm. to prove yourself. Thunder, T Wolves, Magic, Knicks in the regular season for your fan base for betters for all of the NBA community because you don't have any postseason equity. So the tools I, I, need... I totally agree with you. They need home court to do anything in the playoffs. And that's why they're taking the regular season serious. And I think almost two to one is decent value. Just looking at the columns here and the win-loss and the, and the strength of schedule remaining. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think the, the only concern I have with the T-Wolves is going to come in the postseason. If you look at this T-Wolves team, right. if you look at their clutch ratings, which, you know, you look at the clutch is defined as the last five minutes of the game where the point differential is five or less. This team has an offensive rating of 107 and a defensive rating of 114. And the defensive rating is great, but their net rating is minus 6.9. Yep. So this is a team whose late game offense continues to struggle. Now, in the postseason, that's going to be the thing that kills them. But in the regular season, I mean, right now you're getting two to one on a team who is already first in the Western Conference. They're about one and a half games ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They beat Oklahoma City Thunder recently and they destroyed the Clippers on, mon- on Monday. And I actually had to... Cl- they destroyed them. I- at halftime... I actually took the Minnesota Timberwolves money line. I got it. I think I got it like plus 250 or so. Let's go. Because yeah, because that second quarter run, which did, was not conducive to the flow of the game. Yeah, that was like a bad beat in that first, that second quarter. What, yeah, they, they should have won that, that first half outright. Great so purchase. it was like, to me, I saw the, I, I saw like the Clippers make that run. And I was like, all right, I'm jumping on Minnesota. And, you know, I have some concerns about the Clippers. I mean, a lot of people like the Clippers. But when I see this Clippers team, this is a team to me that they're too small. And, you know, we know when the Warriors, you know, emerged back in 2014, 2015, they created that small ball element. 
But that's not the league anymore. Mm-hmm. You have big teams like the Denver Nuggets, big teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves. So to me, I don't know if the, if I'm buying in on this Clippers team because Minnesota's already beat them a couple of times. Denver has already beat them. So I think this is a team who they're kind of fool's gold because Tyron mm-hmm. Lue, his only, I mean, his move is to, look, we're going to go small and I'll score you. That's not going to work against those teams. So that's a team that I'm kind of, you know, falling back on. It's a great now, point. Like, did you catch when Norman Powell shot him out of that that comeback when when Paul fouled out and they had no Kawhi against the Warriors the other night? They should have lost the game. They came back. But do you feel like they're going to have to have someone shoot the lights out in those crunch time playoff moments? Like, is that what you envision this Clippers team having? And then they have to, in the moment with a bunch of alphas, figure out who's going to take the shot Kawhi, Paul, or Harden. I mean, it is a fascinating conundrum over there. I mean, we know Kawhi is going to take the shot. True, um, true. But I think the biggest thing is that they're going to have to outscore these teams. And that's what, I mean, Ty Lue, he's just, uh, I said it the other day on Twitter, but it's like he uses going small like it's a draw for an Uno. Like, that's his trump ah. card. And <laughs> obviously, he's won, he's won games with it in the past. I mean, he got the Clippers to, the, to their first ever Western Conference Finals going small against the Utah Jazz, going small against the Phoenix Suns. Mm. But I just think that's not the league anymore. Now, and do you feel like there's a theme for this year's playoffs? Because I feel like, you know, Miami's proven, because I've looked it up, I, I think off the dome, a top five defense has been one representation of an NBA Finals team over the last five years. There's been a top five defensive team it's mainly been a Miami, but even back to the bubble year with the Lakers, they were a top five defense, if I'm not mistaken. That Celtics Warriors finals, those teams were playing top five D. Do you feel like this is, again, a deep? It's not sexy. It's not glamorous because we're living in, in fantasy basketball, you know, offense, three-point shooting a, a world. Do you still think, though, because you make a great point with the Clippers, shoot great shooting or great defense? Like, is there a theme? Is it too far out of the playoffs to even hypothesize? Because I do believe there's going to be a theme to these playoffs, and I got an inkling it's going to be in both conferences. So here's the interesting thing. If you go back since 1976, only four teams have won the title after having a regular season defensive rating that ranked outside of the top 10. Wow. That's the 2018 Warriors, the 01 Lakers, the 95 Rockets, and the Denver Nuggets from last year. And here's the thing. All of those teams were teams that could flip the switch and defend in the postseason. So you go back to 2018 Warriors. Mm. We know they had KD and Steph Curry. They already won a couple championships. They can kind of rest on their laurels. Mm -hmm. The 0-1 Lakers. They didn't take that regular season series, but they they flipped the switch, and then they went went 16-1 and in, in the playoffs. The 95 Rockets. You have, you know, they were injured half of the year. They traded for Drexel. They flipped the switch. Last year's Denver Nuggets. This was a team who we know that they could score. They had the, you know, one of the best players in the league in Nikola Jokic, but they flipped the switch. It's a mat like when it matters, you're going to have to play defense. Now, the one thing I will say is that I think we're becoming a more offensive-minded league. So there have been 13 teams that lost in the NBA Finals that had a defensive rating of lower than 10. What an incredible stat. I just almost makes my, what I just said, rhetorical then. I mean, <laughs> are we not loving them, the Timber? I mean, it's so unglamorous. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on Chris Finch at plus 250 right now, depending on where you shot. But I mean, they have not in Minnesota broken 54 wins since 03, 04. I don't even know if the sidekick was out yet. That is oh, 17 and nine <laughs> down the stretch, Raheem. And he's plus 250. I mean, again, I think, you could potentially come up on almost five units if you just co-sign on the T-Wolves here at the intermish. I mean, if if they get the one seed and they haven't had 55 wins since 03, I don't know how you don't give Finch the award. I think you stumbled on something. And I think that's the way to, to make money on the T-Wolves. You take Chris Finch. And you you take the T Wolves to get the number one seat, but I love the sidekick reference. Um, so actually, I had a, I had a sidekick back in like um, oh three. The first go. the first the first sidekicks weren't color, like they were non color. And then the side the sidekicks actually the first sidekick came out in oh two. They weren't color, and then the ones with color came out around oh four. <laughs> I just remember that entourage line where Turtle's trying to get PJs to the man. She's got, I got a sidekick here, Max store credit. I'm just like, oh man, that's incredible. Oh man, <laughs> that's hilarious. This episode is brought to you by Empower. 
you got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Is there any team right now that you would take to win the NBA title? I know you mentioned how much you like Boston. I know how, and you mentioned how much you like the New York Knicks. Right now, the Knicks are banged up, but they're 18 to 1 to win the title. Do you, you find any value on them? Raheem, I'm on them at 50 to 1. I got them at Ooh. 19 to 1 to win the East. I, again, and I work for the network, so I sound like I'm, I'm going to be a homer here, but the nice luxury of watching and working for a team, you know, a network that has a team on it. I'm watching every single minute of every single game and you just can handicap and know it's like, you know, when they're going to show up and show out and you know, when there's trap games based off of scheduling and, and who's good to go. But looking at the club from a health standpoint, they got to get healthy, but we've only seen 12 Costco samples of their new big three, Jalen Julius and OG and they're 11 and one. And they're a top two defense when OG 2024 on, for the most part, has been in the lineup. But you're looking at everything that they do well, and it's everything you kind of just spoke on historically that's conducive to making a deep run. I mean, you're third in the league in points allowed. You're first in opponents' rebounds. You're smothering at home. They're 19-8 and eight at the Garden and 16-4 and four straight up as a home favorite. You get six dudes in double figures. That doesn't include a Josh Hart crafty all dog seven and seven and six type game with iHeart, not including precious who's averaging a double dub in the last week and a half. I mean, the other thing, and I, I know this is an interesting way to go with it, but the NBA and, and I asked this to uh, Mark Medina years ago, I interviewed him and he was working for the warriors or right for the Warriors, And I asked him what, it, how would you describe on a metaphor, this Kevin Durant gold state warriors team? And he called them a great jazz ensemble because they just know when to pick it up. When to, when, when to rhythmically rock. And I look at this Knicks team, Raheem, in a league where everyone mm -hmm. is rich for the most part, and everyone is fed. Does LaMelo Ball care if the Hornets go 15 and 60 or 60 and 50? I don't know. He's <laughs> driving in a Lambo either way, smiling after a 30-point L. Not knocking on him. I'm just saying, Jalen Brunson, if you go quarterback coach in the NFL and you go coach player that kind of kitsma, that kind of chemistry, I can't sit here and feel better about a coach and a player across the entire league right now than Thibodeau and Brunson, and Brunson being the exact version of what Thibodeau would want on the court. And he's got everyone playing above the rim, but the thing that I was going to make, uh, the point I was going to make is Brunson, Hart, 
and DiVincenzo, the heartbeat of this team, the Nova Big Three, the fact that they've been playing together since well before the pandemic, the fact that they were coached correctly by Jay Wright and the cherry on top that they all have been slept on in the league and have not been, they're not on their first teams, none of them. Dante slept on. I don't know how the Warriors are kicking themselves that they let that man go. Josh Hart, I cannot believe nobody saw value in him on the several teams he's been on. But they like each other, roommates pot aside, and to hang out with each other on an off night and go watch a Villanova game at the Garden or hang out with each other's families or wives or go. I know that's a ridiculous little extra thing to add in there when you're capping a team. But there's a lot of teams you can tell non-verbally, Raheem, that don't like each other, that are there for a paycheck, that are there just to go play basketball. This is a family, man. They say New York is family. I'm a San Diego kid living here. They've wrapped their arms around me. I don't know how we can't sit here and go Thibodeau, and we just saw it in the NFL. Andy Reid's in his 60s. Kyle Shanahan's in his 40s. What was the difference in training camp? Shanahan's bumping Lil Wayne. Andy Reid has drawn up plays for the new overtime. Thibodeau chose to stay married to the game of basketball. Missoula is a child compared to him. If you want to go coaching versus coaching and it becomes Nick Celtics and you could put OG on Tatum and Jalen Brown with no left hand and Zingas has to go into the garden and deal with that sixth man, I'm just saying anything can happen. And at 19 to 1 down last thing, I'll say to 8 to 1, 7 to 1, depending when you get in it. Vegas is clearly paying attention, Raheem. That that kind of line movement on the futures board, how often does that happen where you get chopped in one month? I mean, 19 to 1 was January 2nd. There's 7 to 1 on FanDuel right now. I I love them, man. I think they can go. Of course, they got to stay healthy. Yeah, I think they have to stay healthy, but the the one concern I have for this team is Julius Randle. I mean, this is a guy who, in the postseason, I mean, he's probably one of the worst playoff performers we've ever seen. I mean, this guy's shooting 34% <laughs> in the postseason, just 28% from three. And, I mean, his numbers are just absolutely abysmal in the postseason. So, like, if they're going to go anywhere, it's going to be because Julius Randle is doing enough to take the pressure off of Jalen Brunson. And that's a concern for me. And that, along with the health, is what's going to keep me off of them right now. But I do think if they get healthy going into the postseason, they could beat anybody. So but that's all. But Raheem, where are you at as a Philly? This is a fast. And again, I'm a San Diego kid up here in the mm-hmm. Northeast, still learning. I love the Philly, New York, mm-hmm. Boston, shout out Jersey as well. The whole, like everyone talking sports in that world. As a Sixer diehard, watching Boston, watching New York, knowing you guys just acquired Heald. I like the move. Do you look at the Knicks as a Sixer fan and kind of like, LOL, like, oh, that's fun. That's fun for Knicks fans to think they can go the Seabiscuit distance. Or do you actually, as a better, sit there and go, oh, no, like Knicks Celtics in a series with the Knicks being the second best defensive rating here since January 1st, they they can compete. Yeah, I, I look at the, the, the Knicks as a team who can compete. But I think there's a team that everybody is sleeping on oh, right let now. Me hear and it. I think- let me hear it. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers. When you look at when you look at what they've done since January 1st, this has been the best team in the league. They're 18 and 3 since January 1st with a net rating of plus 14.5. Offense rating of 120, defensive rating of 106. And this is a team that's been banged up the entire year. And yet they've held the fourth down and they are now the number two seed. Now, the only thing that's keeping me off of them is that I don't trust the coach. Like JB Bickerstaff got, like I mean, he got his lunch taken by Thibs last year, and that's what I'm saying. Thibs, Who so is the I can't best tr- coach in the Eastern Conference going into the tournament. I, I dare you to tell me anyone other than Thibodeau. I mean, Nick Nurse, you can make the case, sure, because of his resume. But if Joe Embiid is not a hundred percent, I'm incredibly nervous for you guys to even get past the first round. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, you look at the, the Sixers right now. We're in a total free fall. I mean, like, Joel <laughs> Embiid has done enough to keep us, like, in the, the playoff race. But right now, FanDuel Sportsbook, you can get the Philadelphia 76ers plus 490 to miss the postseason. And right now, we're the fifth seed. We're 32 and 22. I mean, we're just, I mean, look, we're just a couple games away from being out of this thing. That's so, why. 
I, I think the Sixers could miss the postseason. I'm not, you know, advocating on taking the plus 490 because I think they have enough, enough pieces to stay in it. Well, have, but, you inked, have you inked anything Boston Celtics to win the East yet? Or are you still, you still need them to convince you? I don't need them to convince me. I just found that there was no value on it, unfortunately. It's well, just, you're right. I mean, you're you're looking absolutely at, right about that. It, it's just, I mean, you're looking at plus 260 to win the finals. It's, it's just like you can't get a good number on them unless you combine them with another team. I mean, they have, you know, the, the, the um, Celtics finalists, you know, like say with the Nuggets plus 550. I think that that has more. I would rather take something like that, but I'm probably just going to play a series by series. If there's any concern with the Boston Celtics, it is their late game offense. And if KP can't stay healthy, mm. but otherwise, I mean, they're the rightful favorite in the East. I like, unlike a lot of people, I actually like the Bucks. I think wow. the Bucks are going to do. I think they're going to put it together. Um, they're I think not they're going to put well it together now. for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with the Bucs is I always say is that if you look at the entire Mike Bootenholzer era with Giannis Antetokounmpo, they only had a top five offense in the postseason once. So this was a team that won with defense. And wow. you saw during the postseason, they struggled to score consistently. And, you know, if the Nets don't all get injured, Kyrie and, and Harden, I don't think the Bucs win that series. No way. So I think, you know, as much as I love Drew Holiday, Dame is an upgrade offensively. And I think offense is kind of your floor in today's NBA. So I think they're going to be better than people realize. So you just got to give Doc Rivers some time. I know Doc Rivers has blown the most 3-1 leads in the history of the NBA, but he's a major upgrade over Adrian Griffin. So I want to change gears a little bit. We have All-Star Saturday night coming. We got the All-Star game this weekend. We have um, the dunk contest, the three-point contest. Do you have anything on the All-Star game? Um, I do. Well, on the All-Star weekend, I actually really like Halliburton to come out of this three-point contest. Um, you look at what he did in that first round last year, and he tied with 31 points, hitting four or five money balls. It's it's ridiculous to cap it like this, but there might be something to it. I mean, he just he only does shoot around on that court 41 times a season. I mean, he's hit eight, eight threes, nine threes. He's had two games with seven. He's had six multiple times, five multiple times. He's not who you think of when you sit there with Trey Young and Dame and all these prolific, even Donovan is pretty consistent. And Malik Beasley, random long shot, who's been incredibly three and four per game consistent. Um, I think he's top five in three-point percentage, I believe, off the noggin. But I'm going to do the comfortable thing, which is back the hometown kid, home court kid, I should say. I just think, I think the value is is out of value, but he's second on the on the on the FanDuel shop here. I think it's plus four seventy five. I got to double check. I'm gonna sprinkle yeah, plus there. Plus four fifty right now. How do we not take Jacob Toppin, Obi Toppin's brother? I mean, I watch. I, I, my my whole algorithm is all Nick's Twitter now, but he is. Yeah, you've becoming you're becoming like an East Coast guy. This dude, is crazy. I, honestly, oh, and I'm still single out here in Manhattan, which is just you know, it's it's Matthew McConaughey minus the Matthew McConaughey. It's ten things I hate. I, I'm over here dating in the city, exhausted, trying to figure out if I can get through these lemony snicket winners for more than one more year. But I digress. Looking at the dunk contest, I got to take Toppin, man. I mean, to Obi put on an absolute show two years ago. It's in the genes. I how do you? It's, it's, it's kind of a McClung thing. It's like you just grabbed a guy who was a two-way player in the G League who just has been up for a cup of coffee and he's in the dunk contest. It's because he's here to dunk. So I'm going to take top and sprinkle. And then I'm so glad we're done with the team captain-ish. I mean, get us back yeah. to East-West. Maybe there'll be a little bit of defense. I think I got to swallow the humble couple points here and take the West, man. I got a, I got a feeling like the West is going to show up and show out. Um, and again, you never know. As I would say, mm-hmm. To your viewers, a little breakfast money, utility bill money. Don't go Raheem Palmer with it and put a car in the All-Star <laughs> game. Work your way up, baby. I'm working my way up to Raheem Palmer. I, I'm status. not putting You're a car like on a Charizard, the All-Star man. game. I'm somewhere in the middle. You're a Charizard out here. So yeah. there's no there's no way I'm putting a car on an All-Star game. I think, you know, when it comes <laughs> to these things, it's just, you know, it's bare money just to have some fun. Now, I mean, like the way I approach the three-point contest is just, I mean, look, things have changed. <laughs> like I always tell people, like, 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> and don't get mad at me for this, yeah. but I would take, I would focus on taking the white role players who could shoot. Let's go. Like the guys like a Joe, the give guys like the Joe Harris. <laughs> like give me Joe Harris or give me <laughs> Jason Capono. But now everybody can shoot. There's nobody in this. Like there, it was previously, there were, there would be guys in the league 
who were only in the league because they can shoot. And now every single person in this league can shoot, which has made the three-point contest more difficult for me. And like, look, Carl Anthony Towns won this won a three-point contest as an 11 to 1 underdog. Oh. So to me, I look at this contest now as like just a ton of variance. And you can look at the three-point shooting percentages. I mean, right now, what? Halliburton is at 40%. Towns is at 44%. Brunson is at 41%. I think you got to go with long shots. I mean, you look at Jalen right. Brunson at, at yeah. plus 750. Carl Anthony Towns at plus 700. So, and, and Laurie Marketing at plus 700. I want to sprinkle between Towns and Marketing just because... Ooh. Look, all of these guys can just shoot around the same percentage. So it's just a matter of how they're feeling that day. So I don't know if there's like any value, any other like any other place in just taking the, the longest shots on the board. And then FanDuel allows you to bet round by round. So if you get mm-hmm. if your guy gets out the first round, you can hedge later. So I, I just would advise on taking, you know, at least one of the longer shots. No, so I like that. That's how I would approach. Are you are That's you taking any? Check. Are you sprinkling on any All Star MVP? I was I was flirting with Ant Man. I was flirting with Luca. I was looking at the history of triple doubles. I believe no one's done it since Durant. A few, I think it was twenty seventeen. I feel like if Luca or Halley gets a triple dub, two guys that are capable of potentially getting it out there. I don't know. I kind of I kind of have a feeling like Luca Luca cranks out a kid and has not slowed down since he's been feeding his family more than one just the <laughs> wife. I mean, these are this is how I look at the world. He's putting on for the household now and his daughter. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is the year of Luca, man. I, I, I might sprinkle on him to win the MVP. I'm, I'm flirting with with the hometown kid as well, home court kid. So when it comes to you know the All Star Game MVP, and we actually we we hit last year. We had um, Jason Tatum. Wow. One of the th- yeah, like one of the things one of the things I like to do when it comes to All Star Game MVP is you're looking for a guy who's looking to emerge. Well, first mm-hmm. things first, you're looking for a starter. Because starters win this award more often than not. So you can you pretty much it's a process of elimination there. Because you know, starters tend to close the game. But you're looking for a guy who is right on the edge of stardom. And they want to do something. They're motivated to score enough points to, you know, to emerge. Now we Are you know gonna say Anthony Edwards? You're gonna say Anthony Edwards, aren't you? I I like Anthony Edwards. I just don't like the fact I don't like the fact that he's not starting. I think you're I think your read with Luca is the right read. Okay. So I would look at Anthony Edwards at nine to one. I would look at Luca Doncic at, at nineteen to one. Those are, or even SGA. I, I think you want to get a younger guy. Um, also, they LeBron don't give, done, they don't give the award to bigs. Right? Isn't Shaq the last big in the nineties? If I, like it's, it, they don't give the award out to bigs. I, I don't think. It's, it's actually been a while. I mean, Anthony Davis won it in 2017. Yeah, I guess he's uh, he's a four. Like he's not a true five. I mean, Giannis, of course, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking Giannis at won it. it. I'm looking at it. It's I mean, not I think, a lot I of think bigs. Embiid, Embiid would have gone for it. Like we know, I mean, Embiid goes for the, the regular season MVP award. So I think he would have gone for it if he wasn't hurt at times. So it just, I mean, and Jokic just doesn't care. So right. I don't know if I would classify it as the, the bigs don't get it. It's just I think bigs were weak for it quite a while and then now we have two bigs who could get it but one's always hurt and then the other just doesn't care <laughs> yeah no 100 i mean we got to do some so, sort of process of elimination i want to touch on the total because when you look at the total for the all-star game award i mean all-star game the over is hitting four out of the last five and that's even with the elam ending so i think the way you approach this total is i mean we're looking at 362 right now you could just take the over initially, and then come back on the under before game time because we know this total is going to continue to go up. So that's how I would approach that. My only worry, I like that. I'm worried that they everyone might lock in a little bit because we're back to East-West. I got a weird feeling like they're, not that there's going to be defense, but just there might be more pride. I, I, I got, a, I got a, a, a small thought that might happen, but I could be way off. I mean, it's tough to know. Because, I mean, like, the first year of the Elam ending, we had so much pride. We had Kyle Lowry taking charges during the All-Star I know, game. I know. And then the following year, it was just back to, like, whatever. So, I, I just, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've kind of recognized. Are you going out there? Are you going to Indy for the All-Star game? I'm not, man. I'm not. I wish I was, but no, I'm not. I'm not either. One of the things that I've realized about the All-Star game is that there's so many events 
and there's so many brand partners that the players, I mean, they're focused on a million different things. They have so many events. So by the time you get the Sunday night, these players are tired. So the weekend kind of just wipes them out because there are so many events. They're meeting so many people. They're meeting so many brand partners that the game is almost like just secondary. So I don't know if that source of pride is going to come back. So that's yeah. kind of how I like to approach it. Take the over early and then come back later. Try to middle it on the under. If I mean, if, if, if you're inclined, but that's how I would approach it. I don't have anything on the All-Star game, but I mean, we broke down the MVPs. I think, I mean, I disagree with you on the dunk contest. That's the one thing I disagree with you Who you got? You don't I tell you going McClung again? You have to, because this is a guy, this is a guy who's basically a professional dunker. That's fair. Like he's only, that's he's fair. only here because he can dunk. He's a G League guy who they put in a contest just to, just, I mean, help to help the contest. And he has dunks that he didn't even pull out last year. Like he had, he has crazy stuff. Like just like this is literally what he does. So the, to me, the minus one ninety is a bargain. And the not cool a lot thing of back to backs though. I mean, what it was? It was uh, Levine was the last one, and Nate Rob did it, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And Jay Rich. Outside of that, I don't think there's a a fourth in the O in the 21st century. It's a hard thing to do. It, it's a hard thing to do, but there's not a lot of people entering back to back either. Oh, that's true. I think. You, yeah, so I think you only have guys who win it enter back-to-back. And, you know, I think if Aaron Gordon had won it, he might have came back the following year. But, you know, he probably felt like he got robbed. I think the interesting thing on FanDuel Sportsbook right now is they allow you to bet on the first-round score, um, which is way too j- subjective for me to bet on. But I think you could probably bet on Max McClung over 98-and-a-half. Like, this this guy's probably only going to have 50. Wow. And you can even bet on the number of 50-point scores. That's incredible. <laughs> um, Shout out, FanDuel. Yeah, so um, some really interesting things at FanDuel Sportsbook right now. I, I think we hit on pretty much everything. Do you have anything on the skills challenge? Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I emptied the tank, dude. I appreciate you letting me share all my bets. I'm, I'm glad no that, doubt, that no. Luca was well received. I think that's that's gonna go. To, that's gonna drop. The other thing too for your listeners, right? And I, no one really does this, but if you have a really strong feeling about a futures, it's a little degen, but you could take two tickets on it, and then if you're correct in your hypothesis, you're gonna get an ROI cash out option all along the way, all along the way. FanDuel does a great job of offering that. I mean, I, I just think. On some of these things we talked about, I think you could potentially, you know, get a little bit of a cash out ROI before like the T-Wolves win the one seat, ink the one seat type deal. I, I don't know if you like that thought, but I, I do like that thought. I, I mean, and, and you have services like PropSwap that allow you to actually sell a futures ticket. Right. So I really like that one. I, I, I think that's that's a pretty well, good idea. Always, as I mean, a better, you're always sitting there. I do it all the time. I mean, I could be betting a golf futures and the guy looks great for three days and he and he cooks us on Sunday. But it's like if you have two tickets, and again, if you're not if you're not going Raheem Palmer with it and you're going breakfast money Monaco with it, then you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks twice, you know, I, if that doesn't break you, then you get the nice option of being correct and vindicated from cashing out. If it happens to go on a Scotty Van Bad beat and you catch an L at the end, I just feel like it happens all too often. So not always saying go double slip it, but you know, maybe on these patient futures where I mean you really gotta have patience in 2024 to ride these futures out, man. Yeah, I mean, when you have, I mean, look, when you have the cash out option, I mean, look at a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder. They were like a hundred to one to win the NBA title, mm. like back in the summer. I mean, SGA at one point was eighteen to one. So if you had to two win the MVP, on that, then you would already you would already probably get your initial investment back, right? If you took the Thunder at hundred to one and you cashed out at Intermish. Yeah, I mean, you would have made like a, a huge profit. Nobody so, thinks about this. I, it's kind of a new thing. I haven't done it a ton, but I just I don't know. I, I'm bouncing it off people. Wanted to get yeah, you two cents I, on it. I, I definitely like that idea. I mean, like at the end of the day, I mean, I've I've had t- future tickets that I've cashed out on, you know, just on a profit, and you know, having two would be, I mean, would be great. So I definitely like that idea. But we run it over time. Yeah, man. I I'll mean, let you. Go. We've my had bad. you. We. I, I, I think you. Um, my producer actually has an appointment. No, we're out, <laughs> I'm man. Pretty I'm sure. out. I'm don't, don't, don't let me I'm do an Italian sure. goodbye, man. We'll never get out of here. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, it's pleasure to have you i mean me and you we've done stuff back from your days with the volume oh yeah um, man. it's so I funny appreciate you i was actually on, at a man. volume i was at a volume super bowl party and i was like damn 
Where's Alex? We need you here right now. Um, but yeah, thanks. Um, thanks for coming on. Hey, I course, mean, we, we recapped everything. You gave us some great bets today. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Alex Monaco across social. I got Moneyline Monaco, the the solo betting page, Instagram, TikTok, all that. And yeah, hosting Better Half Hour on MSG, sponsored by BetMGM. Me and my guy Sean Little on Juice Bar, uh, also on MSG. So yeah, man, I'm also on Nick's pregame. Giving out FanDuel, same game parlays. I hit on one the other night. Little, little Brunson, six assists, two threes, precious 10 boards, plus 250. How you doing? So, yeah, check me out across all MSG and, and all things the internet. But thank you, man. Raheem, one of the best in the biz. Makes me fired up to see you on the ringer, man. You, you so deserve it, and, and you give incredible value in the betting space. And I only wish one day I could be the better you are because you are a Madden 98 at least my man <laughs> i appreciate it i mean no honestly you up there man like you gave us a nah, ton of man, value I today no i can't think talk to my boy sean he knows man i need i, I need my i need older brothers in the game because the mm -hmm. more you bet the more you lose which is unfortunate you know you get you really that's what they don't teach you is is managing your mind set off of wins and off of losses that's the game within the game that is is really the hardest thing within betting, in my opinion. But conversation for another day. No doubt. I mean, this has been the Rostradamus Show. Yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. We'll be back next week, East Coast Bias. As always, Rostradamus Show is moving to Friday, so make sure you check us out. We'll be back next Friday, freaking out all the NBA games. Y'all know how it's going down. Raheem Palmer, Rostradamus, Alex Monaco, Moneyline Monaco. Y'all know how it's going down. We are out. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona. 1-888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.